0: you know you are capable of more, because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and it's been a little while since I've put something out there. And I want to talk to you today about three mindsets I've adopted that have absolutely changed my life and can change yours as well. I've talked about some of these in the past. I talked about at least two of them, if not all of them in my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. And I want to reiterate them here because this is really the foundation right here. They can do so much for you in terms of improving your life, helping you live a better life, helping you achieve more. It really all comes down to your mindset, which can inform your perception and how you see things and the actions you take on a regular basis. So make sure you take notes on these that you are investing in improving your mindset in all three of these areas, because it is going to be helpful for you in the long run, I promise, as it has been for me. So first and foremost, before we get into it, just a level set on what mindset is, I talked about this in my book and I post about it often, but your mindset is essentially your perception and your outlook on the world. It's how you perceive things. It's how you see things. And it's definitely how you interpret things when they happen, when they come your way. Events, macro events in the universe, in the world, uh, as well as micro events that are happening in your life. uh, We all perceive things and uh, interpret things differently. And our perceptions, our outlook and our interpretations, they come down to our rules for life and really our model of the world, which is how we see things. And that model of the world, our rules and how we perceive things, how we interpret things um, and how we look at everything in the world really starts with our upbringing. It starts with our parents. It starts with the peers that we were around, uh, the community that we grew up in and uh, the media that we consume. And that has had a big influence over us. I think a lot of us like to go around thinking that, oh, these, these beliefs, these values that I have you know, I was born with these, whether, you know, you can think of politics as an example, because I think about this a lot. Uh, you know, our country in the United States is, is highly, um, what's the word polarized, separated, right? You've got people that vehemently disagree with each other so much that they think the other side must be idiots to believe what they believe. And I think it's a good example. I hate to talk about politics, but I think it's a good example to look, no matter what side you're on, you know, if you happen to be, sort of far to the right or the left, it's easy to look at the other side and go, how in the world could they believe that? That's crazy. I believe this. It's obvious to me. Why would you believe the other thing? And again, it comes down to your upbringing, where you came from, the people you surrounded yourself with, whether your community organizations and especially the media you consume. So it's just fact, like if you grow up in Alabama or any southern states in the United States, there's a good chance you're going to be pretty politically conservative. It's not 100%, but Based on where you grew up, there's a good chance of that. Similarly, if you grow up in, you know, San Francisco or New York City or Chicago, there's a good chance you're going to be politically liberal. It doesn't mean that you definitely will be. There's plenty of conservatives in those states, just like there are liberal people in the South. But just statistically, you will be. And that's not because of the water, you know, how you're born. It's because of the people that you're around when you're growing up, the influences that you have in your life. Same with the media. You consume all of those things. So that's politics. But think about it, zoom it out and think about how you interpret everything that happens when you're driving on the road and a car pulls in front of you. I always like to go to this example of someone, uh, quote unquote, cutting you off. We call it cutting you off when someone pulls in front of you uh, a little too closely or closer than you would like uh, they're essentially violating an unwritten rule of the road, right? I don't think there's a law in most states about where you how closely you can drive to someone. Maybe there is. Uh, but we have this kind of unwritten rule that, like, hey, you don't pull in right in front of somebody. That's called cutting them off. And while it is pretty inconsiderate and somewhat dangerous in some situations, right? Because it could potentially cause an accident. The bigger issue is that a lot of people take it personally. They act as a victim. This person did that to me. They cut me off. That implies they're doing something to you, and it's your choice how to interpret that, right? So a lot of people would say, hey, that guy cut me off. I'm really pissed off. I'm angry. Some people even, you know, choose to show their anger by, you know, flipping the bird or even like speeding up or like trying to get back in front of this person. And I may have even done that in the past. But what I've learned over this time is like, you don't have to react that way. There's no rule that says you have to react that way. And there's no rule that even says that what that other driver did is bad or personal to you. They might just be in a hurry. Maybe they didn't even notice you. So I've kind of choose to say sometimes like, oh, that that driver must be in a hurry. I'm just going to back up and remain safe on the road and get to where I need to get to uh, because if I choose to see them as cutting me off or take offense, then that's actually my ego taking over, right? And we all have egos, and sometimes they take over, and we respond to things in certain ways purely because of the ego. We're like, oh, they cut me off. Like, they don't think I'm I'm worthy. Like, I got to prove myself now. Um, it's really silly when you think about it. Just slow down and give them room. Uh, But it's really hard to do. So that's one of the examples I give all the time is like practice for developing your mindset. And the good news about all of this, you know, I mentioned that mindset, our perception or outlook, it's ingrained in us by our parents, our friends, our peers, our community, the media we consume, is that we can change. Not that we need to change, but we can change. And it really just takes study and curiosity and practice. Why I say curiosity is because I've, I've started to get in the habit a lot of times of like when I'm feeling a certain emotion, sadness, frustration, anger, uh, sometimes I'll stop and ask, well, why am I feeling this way? Right? Why am I upset about this? And the answer a lot of times is because, well, the other person, if it's another person involved, has violated an unwritten rule that I had for that person. And sometimes that's a rule that they didn't know existed, right? That I didn't even communicate to them. And so I have to wonder, like, is it, does it really make sense for me to get upset, right? If that person is, is violating my rules, but that's not their rule. Um, I saw someone post someone I, I sort of respected who has been very successful in business post on social media one day, how appalled he was that, uh, that, he did. More people were not holding the door open. I think men holding door open for women, or you know, people were not like holding the door. Or, or, or he was holding the door for people, and they were not thanking him. I think that's what it was. I've held the door open for so many people, and people don't thank me. Like there's no common courtesy in the world anymore. And well, yes, I understand where he's coming from. I think it is nice if someone does something nice for you to thank them. But I also like couldn't help but notice that that's an unwritten rule in society. And those people are violating a rule that he has in his life unknowingly and he's getting angry as a result. And those people are just unwittingly going on with their day. And now he's seething and angry because those people did not meet an expectation that they had that he had for them. By holding the door open, he expected them to say thank you. And so now he's actually in worse shape than he was before because they violated this this, um, rule that he had and expectation. And so something that I, you know, I'm kind of straying from the mindset thing, but something that I try to live by and I talked about in my book and I talk about very often is the idea of giving without expectations. If you hold the door open for somebody, that's nice. But if you expect them to say thank you, you're setting yourself up for disappointment, right? So I try to give without expectation. So if I hold the door open, for somebody, I don't care if they say thank you or not. I'm just doing it to be nice. Right. Or I'm doing it because, um, you know, society has that sort of unwritten rule that I think we need to define this. Like if someone is within four steps of the door, when you're going through, you need to hold it. Right. You've ever been that person where you're like, ah, they're like, nine steps away. Like, should I hold this door or should I close it? If I look like a jerk, if I close it, that's always one of the, it's one of the toughest decisions in life is whether you continue to hold the door for people or not. Um, but you want to do it with no expectations. That's with anything else in life. You want to give without expectations. It's going to come back to you in the end. So Let's get to the three mindsets that I've adopted that have absolutely changed my life because we're already kind of dipping into some of them. Uh, Mindset number one is the ownership mindset. This is about trying to take ownership and responsibility for everything and every situation in my life while minimizing complaining and blaming others is one of the most freeing things this includes career, business, health, relationships, et cetera, right? So there are lots and lots of things in our world that are outside of our control, both macro and micro, right? All the things out of our control, like politics, the weather, the world economy, um, the, the the company leadership. If you work for a company, uh, your clients, your even your, your boss, your spouse, your kids, and your pets are all out of your control. You can influence. You can try to influence all those people and pets, but you cannot control them. So... All these things are outside of our control. What's in our control is how we show up, how we respond to the events and the people, uh, the things that are happening in our life and how we treat other people and how we treat ourselves and how we spend our time. These things are in our control. So ownership mindset, one of the key elements is to focus most of your energy on the things that are within your control and uh, try not to spend too much time worrying about things that are outside of your control. And again, a lot of things outside of our control. And then when things happen that we're not happy with, we take ownership of situation and make the best of it. So uh, just a little small example, last Friday, just a few days ago, um, I had made plans for the day, kind of like cleared my calendar. Uh, I was going to take care of a little bit of work in the morning, record some videos, then go for a bike ride. And then I had plans to play paddle, which is a sport very popular here in Barcelona with some friends in the afternoon. So uh, I like to keep Friday clear of call so I can do lots of fun things as well as get some catch up on work for the week. Well, it turned out it was very rainy and gray, All day on Friday, which is unusual here. And as a result, I had to cancel almost everything that I had planned. I couldn't even record the videos I wanted to record because the lighting in my office was so bad. Um, I could use artificial light, but it just didn't look very good. So I decided to postpone recording the videos. I could have gone for the bike ride, but I chose not to. And I didn't get to play paddle either. And I was a little bit frustrated but I realized, hey, these, there's something here, the weather, it's way out of my control, but what I can't control is how I respond and how what I choose to do with this day. So like, can I make the best of it, right? So I ended up getting a different work done. I ended up um, spending time with a friend. I ended up you know, spending time with my kids, doing other things. I went and did other exercise. I think I went to the gym instead of riding my bike. And so I just made the best of the situation. And it's a reminder that like, there are a lot of things in life that are outside of our control. What's in our control is how we respond how we show up, our mindset, our outlook, right, and how we choose to spend our time. And so I chose to make a shift and spend my time uh, in a different way. You can't control what other people are gonna say to you, what they're gonna think about you, but you can control how you respond. And stoic wisdom teaches us that there really is nothing in our control other than our own mindset, our mind, our outlook. That's pretty much it. And so we need to focus on making the most of that and um, not letting other people or things provoke us or anger us because then we're just losing control of our emotions. So ownership is about taking ownership, taking responsibility, focusing on things that are within our control, as well as avoiding being a victim. There are victims in the world. There are bad things that happen. But on a daily basis, avoiding being a victim like, oh, my boss did this to me my boss said this to me and now I feel miserable. Instead, saying I'm going to take ownership of this situation and I believe that everything in life happens for me, not to me. Right? That's a key, key tenet of ownership mindset. It's a shift that I made many years ago that made a profound, amazing impact in my life, believing that everything in life happens for me and not to me. So that includes challenging situations, includes bad things. It's hard to see sometimes really, really bad things. But, you know, even annoying things like the weather not being good on Friday, I could choose to believe that that happened for me, not to me. The weather's not happening to me. Whether you believe in a God or universe or whatever, like, I don't think that that being has the time to be like, well, you know what? Andy had plans, so I'm going to make it to be bad weather today. That's silly. But a lot of people like to think that way, like, ah, you know, I'm getting screwed over here. No, you're not. It's just, this is just the day that the weather decided to rain and be cold. And that's fine. And so you can plan around that. And so I believe that happened for me. It created an opportunity for me to do other things that I wouldn't have gotten done uh, otherwise, right? And and shift my day accordingly. So we can start to choose to see things that way, to take ownership, focus on what's in our control, not be a victim, believe that life happens for us. The second mindset that you can adopt, uh, that I've adopted that has really made a profound impact for me is the growth mindset. I talk a lot about this. Uh, I wrote a chapter about it in my book. Um, I adopted this growth mindset after reading the book mindset, the new psychology of success by Dr. Carol Dweck, uh, in 2016. And it really allowed me to move past my constant fear of failure and judgment and try more things in pursuit of my dreams, like hosting conferences, podcasts, publishing books, starting businesses, um, and pursuing my dream of being a keynote speaker. Uh, it really, really changed my life. And so if you haven't read the book or heard me talk about it before, The fixed mindset, uh, you know, Dr. Dweck posited that people generally live with one of two mindsets, a fixed mindset, which means that we believe everything in life is fixed. We're either good at something or we're not, we're athletic or we're not, we're creative or or we're not. Um, We can, you know, we're the kind of person that can go do things or we're not. Um, And there, and that people who with a fixed mindset tend to shy away from challenging situations. They don't like to fail. Doesn't mean you can't be successful if you think you're good at something and you focus on that thing. Um, people with a fixed mindset tend to be more perfectionists, And so they're more stressed out uh, about the thing because they don't want to fail because they fear failure, but they can still be good at things. Um, And then people with a growth mindset believe that we can always improve. We can always get better. Uh, If you try something, you're not very good. That's okay. That's an opportunity for improvement. If you try something and fail, it's an opportunity for learning and growth. And that really we learn the most from doing challenging things. And so people with a growth mindset tend to be more attracted to challenging situations. So if given a choice between an easy test or a hard test, what would you take? Depends on the subject, maybe. But generally, Dr. Dweck said people with a fixed mindset would gravitate more towards the easy test because they wanted to make sure that they did well. And people with a growth mindset would gravitate more towards a challenging test because they're like, well, if something's easy, then like, yeah, I could feel good about it. but I'm not going to learn anything. I learn most from the challenging situation. So um, the challenge, the hard thing is to adopt more of a growth mindset to move towards more challenging situations, to love doing hard stuff because, and know that that is how we learn and grow the most. And when I read that book, I realized I grew up with a very fixed mindset. That's why I've been fearing failure my whole life. And it it prevented me from doing so many things. And I decided to adopt more of a growth mindset. And so I just started trying new things. And I adopted this idea of like, okay, Fear is there, but um, it's really kind of in my mind and I can overcome it. Um, I also adopted a kind of a mantra from another book I read called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone, where we talked about fear preventing so many people from doing things and that, uh, you know, the longer we allow fear to grow, it like, continues to grow. Uh, so he said, we got to starve our fears. And so I developed this kind of mantra of starving your fears, which means as soon as you recognize the fear, you take action, you jump uh, into the pool. You uh, jump into the cold water. You post the video on social media. You don't let fear prevent you from doing those things. You know, I think I've kind of swayed out straight a little away from that as I've gotten comfortable, like doing uh, different, exciting, growth-minded things. But I might go back to that for a little bit because there's still some things that sometimes I, I let fear hold me back from doing them. But the idea is that we gravitate more towards challenging situations. Um, we don't let fear dictate how we operate, because a lot of times the fear is unfounded, right? Like, oh, if I post this video on social media, somebody might laugh at me. Uh, Is that really going to happen? And does it even really matter, right? Um, What I found most of the time when I post vulnerable things that I'm a little worried about, uh, other people resonate with them and thank me for it. And there might be one or two people who judge me, but more people are thanking me. And so that's why I continue to post and share stuff on social. Um, I've failed at plenty of things, but there were always lessons in there and they became stepping stones toward success. I'm a big fan of adopting a growth mindset. And then the third mindset that I've adopted has been really helpful for me is an abundance mindset or a mindset of abundance. And this is simply the belief that the world is abundant And there is plenty to go around. So we don't need to hoard things. We don't need to protect things. The opposite of an abundance mindset is a scarcity mindset. That's one where you hoard and protect. Um, Oh, I don't want to share my secrets with you because you might take them and go do your own thing. Like, why am I sharing? I share everything for free on this podcast and on LinkedIn and other channels. And I could protect that and say, I'm not going to tell you anything unless you pay me, right? I don't know how well that would serve me, but I certainly wouldn't enjoy it. Instead, I share freely, and people still pay me to come into their organizations and share the same thing, right? And uh, so it works quite well, but I just want to help people, and I don't believe in holding back or protecting information. Um, I believe in an abundance mindset that there really is plenty, really an unlimited amount of love, money, and success in the world to go around, and that means you don't have to worry about protecting what you have and you can freely support others. And so I actively look for opportunities to collaborate and support others, even if they're doing similar things to me, they're in the same business, doesn't matter. Let's find a way to partner. Let's find a way to support each other. There's plenty of money and clients around. And a big key to all this, like I said earlier, is giving with no expectations. So you know, doing this, you avoid disappointment or resentment toward anyone interested. You just give and support others, enjoy the satisfaction, uh, that comes from that and you can be pleasantly surprised when good things come your way and call it karma or whatever you want, but I have experiences often I just keep trying to give and help others be generous and I find great things keep coming back to me. So these things take time to adopt they take practice, uh, but I highly recommend it all of them have changed my life and I think they can yours as well so that's developing an ownership mindset a growth mindset and a mindset of abundance. And I'm not perfect. I still compare myself to others. I still get nervous trying new things. Um, I still complain sometimes, but I've achieved a lot more of success and happiness as a result of adop- adopting these mindsets. I think you will as well. Uh, so let me think, let me know what you think. What you know? Have you adopted these? Are you working on these? Um, I'd love for you to share that with me. You can reach out on LinkedIn. My email is andy at andystorch.com. I love hearing from people and uh, I wish you the best of luck in owning your career and owning your life. You can get free resources, by the way, uh, including the top five most common career mistakes, uh, the five steps to owning your career, everything for free. Like I said, you can buy my book, for, you know, 10 or $17 on Amazon, but you can also get free resources by going to my website, uh, which is andystorch.com bonus. That's andystorch.com bonus. You can put in your email address and get all the free resources right there. Uh, if you want to do anything in return, you can leave a review for this podcast. You can go leave a review for the book on Amazon and you can share this with a friend. Uh, thank you for listening. And I look forward to talking with you again soon.